1: Comes the
2: relief from the pain unapologetically. This is Luck and Low with Bill Frady. Hour number
3: three. This is Lock and Load, and uh, we're a little rearranged, but that's okay, because uh, now coming up with us now is the editor at ShootingNewsWeekly.com, that being Dan Zimmerman. I'm I'm curious, um, the way you guys actually execute it is actually Shooting News Daily.
4: Yeah, we write daily on the blog. We send out a weekly email blast. Oh, okay, okay, okay,
3: gotcha. Tens gotcha. of thousands of people. Gotcha. All right. Very good. Outstanding. Very nice. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the things that have happened in the past week, uh, like the blubbering, why crying Times Square shooter.
4: Yeah, this 15 um, year old kid who is apparently here illegally. Um. Opened fire in Times Square, despite signs on lampposts, clearly designating it as a gun-free zone. Uh, I've seen them myself. Um, They're there, uh, but somehow he didn't really care. Uh, Or maybe he can't read English. I don't know. Anyway, he was trying to rob a store in Times Square, I guess. Somebody tried to stop him, and he opened fire. Um, he had a tourist and when he was chased by cops, he turned around and opened fire on them as well. I don't think he hit them, fortunately. Um, and the tourist will apparently survive. Uh, they finally caught up with him and his mother as they left their home and went to a, a relative's house in Yonkers. Um, and yeah, there's there are a lot of pictures of him crying and as uh, he's being arrested, and um, contrary to all normal practices in the city of New York, he's being held without bail, and um, charged with um, aggravated assault, attempted murder, uh, I guess is armed robbery, too, you would think. right? Um, but one thing he isn't being charged with is violating New York's sensitive places law. Uh, gun-free zone law that uh, designates Times Square and all kinds of other places in the state as out of bounds to uh, concealed carry.
3: So any conjecture as to why that is?
4: Well, there are, as Jennifer Tensebaugh writes here, there are a, a few very good reasons for that, actually. Um. um they, when they put this law into effect, they did this after the Bruin ruling. Uh, they did it out of spite, not of frustration, because the court had made them start issuing um, concealed carry permits to pretty much anyone who's, you know, legally able to have one, or was an a felon or have some other disqualifying uh, event in their lives. Um, so, despite the direct language that's Written into the Bruin ruling, they designated large swaths of the state as sensitive places. So they knew darn well that that this was going to be challenged. Um, But they never really cared about the effects of this on criminals because it was never intended to stop criminals from carrying in sensitive places like Times Square. Legislators are dumb, but they're not stupid, Um, and they know that whatever laws they write and, (laughs) excuse me, the governor signs in law have virtually no effect on criminals. What they're trying to do is get as many law-abiding license holders, can carry permit holders as possible, not to carry in these places. They want want these laws to affect law-abiding, not the actual criminals who commit most of the crimes in the country. Um, And um, this this law has already been challenged. Uh, uh, Big chunks of it have already been uh, stopped by uh, an injunction. Um, And I don't think that the city, let alone the state, wants to give this kid um, or anyone else reason to challenge it further Um, by saying, uh, yes, maybe he's he's guilty of attempted murder and armed robbery, but you can't, he's not, the charge of um, carrying a gun-free zone is a violation of Second Amendment rights to whatever extent an illegal immigrant has Second Amendment rights in this country. Well, I I, I guess the whole uh,
3: idea... I mean, I, the picture you guys show, it's it's zip-tied to the pole. <laughs> yeah. Now, that one isn't the one that's zip-tied to the pole. It's actually a fixed. Okay, I guess that's legitimate. It's a oh,
4: legitimate, yeah, a three, it's a legitimate exactly. fake sign, yeah. Yeah, this one is, is actually bolted onto the, onto the light pole.
3: Yeah, but it says violation of this prohibition is a felony. How is that not? Yes, does. How is how is he not in trouble?
4: Because he was in all kinds of trouble for all kinds of other things he did. And oh. I think that they uh, they just let this slide, again, because it's much more convenient for them not to charge him and not to possibly create a um, a test case uh, for striking down that aspect of the law. I thought that was already coming, though. It's coming. Yeah. It is. Um, but uh, to my knowledge, really is not charge anyone with carrying in, in uh, Times Square or any other gun free thought. Uh, at least uh, if, as long as if you're I not have, defending I yourself I haven't read about it. As long as you're
3: yeah, exactly yeah. as long as you're not defending yeah. yourself. If you're defending yourself yeah, just, like Daniel Penny, you is, can even do that and get in trouble without having a gun.
4: Right. If this had just been a New Yorker, New York City resident with a lot of carry permit walking down the street and he pulled out the gun to protect himself against an armed robbery or somebody who was attacking him then you can bet he would have been charged.
3: Well, you know, I'm not going to go. My thing with this is that uh, despite all the noises Adams is making regarding this stuff, they cannot bring themselves to do the real hard work that it's going to take to make New York safe again, like getting rid of the illegal immigrants. They will not not reverse that field. And even when the illegal immigrant commits a crime, well, they're just not going to do it because of what they perceive to be the optic of this.
4: Right. And there's of course that aspect. And and, and then again, it gets, it gets very, it's very hard to relearn the lessons of the past. Um, uh, They've already, the city of New York has already fixed this problem once before and fixed it very well. Um, and it was long before there were any illegal immigrants. The illegal immigrants weren't even the biggest problem. It was the no windows or the broken windows policing, oh. where they would arrest people and charge them for petty crimes, small crimes, things like jumping turnstiles in the subways, because those people typically had other things um, that they were wanted for, other crimes that they committed, and when you get those people off the street then you start to get the people up the street that are really cre- creating 80 to 90% of the crime problem in the city. All
3: right. Well, it's just like accounting. If you if you can take care of the pennies, most of the time the dollars take care of themselves. Yeah. So. Exactly. This article uh, got published on the uh, 17th is why wasn't the Times Square shooter charged with carrying a gun free zone ripped straight from the pages of Shooting News Weekly where uh They've only been in in existence now for six weeks, and they are already a go to destination if you're trying to see what's going on within the culture, political, new gear, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They've got it there. Some of the stuff is actually quite provocative. I'm I'm actually enjoying the move, Dan. I really enjoy the move. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. What's in the name? If that name is ACE Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms, this is only the beginning Back. This is, like a load, talking to Dan Zimmerman from the from the Shooting News Weekly blog. Just about made the mistake again, Dan.
4: <laughs>
3: I caught myself, though. Okay. I caught myself, though.
4: Well, habits die hard. I need,
3: I, I need to say the name of the site first and then bring you in, because that was that always was. a trigger. That was always a trigger for me. Um, you did a... Uh, see, and this is one of the things I don't quite understand about the whole gun -gun, pro-gun anti-gun thing because the pro-gun side is based purely as far as all the justifications it's all based purely on statistics right i mean we we got and we got reams and reams of statistics and we got it from both sides you know did, did you ever think gary cleck was captain conservative no, not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then the CDC and then I don't remember who was in the DOJ during the Clinton administration when they did their little survey. But time and time and time again, a diverse group of people come out with good statistics for carrying guns in public. But that never you know, they're, they're always stroking the narrative and everything else. What what did you find out with this one? This is uh, I think it's all based on a quote. But what what do we find out about this?
4: well the our friends of gun facts, yeah, this was one of our quotes today our friends at gun facts created a nice little little uh graph um, in the aftermath of the Kansas City Super Bowl parade shooting because of course everyone is cl- uh, clamoring for gun control after that um, when it turns out that this um, we actually run a few posts in, in addition to, to, to this one, um, which shows this, this nice graph and, and, and shows the, the correlation of a huge portion of the crime in this, that in this country is gang related. 80 to 85% um, is in some way, uh, according to gun facts. Um, Charles C.W. Cook at uh, National Review, we pointed this out this morning, um, he highlights the fact that this wasn't what happened in Kansas City wasn't a mass shooting, right. as people understand mass shootings. Right? Mass shootings is something indiscriminate where somebody opens fire on people they don't they don't know for you know some undis- uh, some reason nobody can figure out, like the guy in. Uh, In Las Vegas Hotel, somebody walks into a church and opens fire or something like that. This was very different. What happened in Kansas City was two, maybe three people who knew each other and had some kind of a dispute and opened fire shooting at each other. Uh, The only difference was there happened to be, I don't know, forty or 50,000 people in the immediate area around them, uh, and they just didn't give a damn if they hit anybody else. That's why 20 people were shot and one person was killed. Um, so what happened was, was not a mass shooting in the truest sense of the word. Um, and then, of course, what drives the gun control industry insane is after something like that happens and they, they go into full outrage mode, and claim that finally this is, this is the thing that's going to prove to everybody that we have to limit, uh, everyone's gun rights in this country. It doesn't happen. Um, uh, and the reason is people have tuned it out. And the reason they tuned it out, um, Costas Moros, who's the California Rifle and Pistol Association uh, attorney, uh, pointed out why that is, um, uh, in in really succinct fashion, showing a graph uh, or a chart showing um, the homicides in the state of Missouri. Um, in the most recent year, they're available. Um, because, you know, everybody's saying, you know, the, the mayor of Kansas City saying, well, I can't be, I can't put in gun control, stricter gun control. My hands are tied by the state. That's garbage. There's all kinds of laws. I mean, these were underage Kids who had guns illegally, everything they did was already against the law, so that was all garbage. But the reason he's not going to get any changes at the state level is because when you look at that graph, there are three counties, or three localities, the city of St. Louis, the St. Louis County, which together, that they're separate for a lot of reasons, uh, and then Jackson County, which includes Kansas City, they account for... Firstly, all of the murders in the state of Missouri. So they they show all the other counties um, for which the, the uh, there were zero murders um, in the year uh, um, done with uh, firearms. And so when 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 you've got murder or you've got killings and you've got shootings and you've got violent crime happening in two cities, two big blue cities, cities that have been run by the same people for generations, Um, everybody else in the state looks at that and says, why should we give up our rights? Because they've got a problem there, and the people there keep voting for the same thing and the same people and the same policies over and over and over again. So that's why you don't get changes. Uh, after something like uh, as high profile as the shooting, in Kansas City. well,
3: and, but here's the other thing. I mean, um, rampage shootings are such a rare thing. I remember uh, there was this, and I don't remember. I don't know if you know, have ever seen this. I'd seen this statistic where, with a armed citizen in place, the uh, average loss of life during a rampage shooting it was two and a half, and when you wait on the police, it was eighteen. And then then when uh, when we had uh, Newtown, when that happened, uh, that drove that statistic way up because it's such a rarity. Right. Right. Now, when they look at all of these uh, statistics that come in and they're trying to trying to get out there and talk about gun crime and all this other stuff, what would happen if we took the five blue cities that have the most violence happening? And if we just took them out of the equation, what happens then?
4: Well, it, that's that's actually something that Passes uh, points out here. Um, he said, that um, uh, uh, Kansas City and St. Louis combined form their own state with their two point two million total people, right. they'd have a gun related homicide rate of twenty three point seven per hundred thousand. The rest of Missouri uh, would have a rate of." Um, which has almost twice as many people that rate would be 3.7 per one hundred thousand. Uh, again, th- th- this isn't this isn't confined just to Missouri. Missouri is not unique in this way. Right. Look at Chicago, look at, um, Washington state with Seattle, uh, every state that has a big blue city in it, that's where the crimes are, are concentrated. Uh, And as the gun facts folks pointed out, most of them are gang related. Right.
3: Hang on for me there, if you will. Uh, This article also from ShootingNewsWeekly.com. That's the six week old website that has changed the entire dynamic of the way information is delivered to the world of firearms and the gun culture in a good way. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
0: News update. As the deadline to fund the government approaches, Congress is on a two-week recess. Lawmakers slated to return to the Capitol on February 28th, just two days before the March 1st deadline to fund certain government agencies, while the rest must be funded by March 8th. Donald Trump drew parallels between the death of the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, and his own legal challenges in the United States. In a Truth Social post, the former president expressed that Navalny's passing has heightened his awareness of events in the U.S. He criticized radical left politicians, prosecutors, and judges, accusing them of steering the nation toward destruction. Respiratory illnesses are up in half of the states, 25 states seeing high or very high levels of respiratory virus activity. That's according to the CDC. Respiratory illness activity defined as people going to the doctor with symptoms including fever, cough, and or sore throat. I'm John Schaefer, USA News.
1: The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com.
2: Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated.
3: Talking to Dan Zimmerman from shootingnewsweekly.com. I got that one right. One out of three ain't bad so far. I got one more chance to make it 50%. Let's go and let's talk about Brady because uh, you've got a guy that contributes to it. To, it's actually a pretty good attorney of law. Him and Ma- Michelle, they they do a lot of stuff together with SAF, right?
4: Yes, they do very good work. So um, um,
3: let's talk about this, this article he's got about what happened in, in Kansas City and how it worked out.
4: Yeah, um, of course, you know, as we're talking about all the um, usual blood dancers and and bloody shirt wavers jumped into action uh, as soon as um, news broke with the shooting. Um, And the most frequent refrain you hear from all of them is, the problem is the guns. It's the gun, guns, 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 you know, because we have have guns. Uh, Interestingly, Brady co-friend of gun rights um pointed out a an article um that um uh, black americans count for 60 percent of firearm homicides each year each year reports fine. um and um uh, brady brady says that honoring black history uh since it's black history month means uh ending gun violence um we couldn't agree more. Um, but what that points out is an incredibly uncomfortable fact um, that a huge portion of the gun crimes in this country um, are committed by uh, uh, blacks in this country. Um, and what what Brady did by pointing out, uh, pointing to this article, is they pointed out and made it very clear that, that the problem isn't the gun. Uh, at all, so there are all kinds of societal problems that um, that prove that. Because uh, as cause Costa points out, he said, white Americans own by far the most guns per capita of any demographic in the world. If gun con- gun control assumption that more guns leads to more violence is true, the white Americans should have the world leading homicide rate. They don't, not even close. In fact, to the rate we used a uh, Uh, A graph from the CDC, um, also no friend of gun rights, showing that the rate of gun crime in this firearm-related homicides in this country uh, for black is almost five times what it is for for, uh, whites, for for people overall, and and for for whites in particular, uh, let alone Hispanics, Asians. And other other groups, uh American Indians, Natalaska Natives, that kind of thing. Right. Um um, but they don't want to talk about that. Um they don't want to talk about the effects of social policies had on this country. Um uh like what the war on poverty did to black families in this country. Um and what the war on drugs has done to not just black families, but black families to a great extent uh, in this country. And what it means is a huge number of black children grow up in fatherless homes, higher percentage uh, than any other demographic group, I believe. And it's clear that that has detrimental effects to uh, their educational opportunities, to, you know, And to job opportunities and leads to all kinds of societal pathologies like gang membership and gun violence. And what you saw was one of the um, manifestations of that in Kansas City.
3: Well, I mean, they uh, they make, I saw somebody had written an an editorial about how they like to glamorize the thug life in Kansas City. And um, that in and of itself, I, you know, I'm I never one to get out there and say, well, the music makes them do it or the story made them do it or the video game made them do it. There's there's other mm-hmm. things I'm sure that go along with that. But I mean, uh, I'd always thought that Kansas City was one of those places where. Uh, they had a lot of issues anyway, with a lot of gang violence.
4: Is that not the case? Well, they certainly did. I mean, I sort of say, look, so very familiar with the problems there, right? Um, which are significant. You know, St. Louis is always in the top two or three cities with most homicides per 100,000. Uh, Kansas City is never far behind. They certainly have their problems, too. Uh, the gun control industry loves to point at the gun laws in Missouri um, uh, for the cause of that, which, of course again like as, as Brady point uh, inadvertently points out here that just doesn't hold water right because um, there are almost twice as many people in the rest of Missouri as there are in st. Louis and Kansas City and you don't have anywhere close to the rates of violence there than you do in st. Louis and Kansas City and they all have the same gun laws and they all have. It's just as easy to buy, own, and carry a gun uh, in rural Missouri as it is in Kansas City or St. Louis. But the problem is, if you raise issues um, like Huff did in this article and point out the fact that there are racial disparities in gun violence, um, you're immediately labeled a racist, uh, <laughs> hater, probably a, well, probably I mean, a pedophile, listen, a Nazi. It's...
3: Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think Black America is noticing a lot of things on this too. I, I, I don't they think are. we're the only ones pointing this out. I think Black America is looking at this and saying, "Hey, why do we do this to ourselves?" And, uh, and you and, know, and it's and, it's all da- it comes down to Democratic policy.
4: It, it does, and Black America was some of the people that that fought hard the, the hardest against the defund the police movement. Right? They knew darn well how much their safety was dependent on adequately um, staffed police forces and what it would mean um, if progressives got their way and cut cut funding the police and, and uh, police, uh, police departments were decimated. Uh, that happened and just um, the way and, and a lot of people predicted the outcome and it all came true. Yeah. Who are the biggest victims of that? In most most often, it's black
3: and brown people. Well, it's you know, this is the thing that makes me the angriest, and I don't know why. Maybe black America is as angry about it as I am, but you know, right now we have at least one generation, and that's always happening that way in the inner city. You got one generation of young black guys that are basically consigned to death. Because of the policies that have driven them to where they're at. You know, they didn't have no family. They didn't have no education. They had no economic opportunity. Only the chance they had to do anything was to join a gang. So they joined a the gang. Because they, they wanted to belong to something. And, you know, that's all based on Democrat policy. They got what they wanted. They, they You know, and I, I don't know. I haven't delved deep enough to find out how angry everybody is about that if they're as angry as I am about that, but it's you know it's not gonna get solved overnight without a doubt. I know that. We're coming up on no, the, it's been, uh, yeah. coming up on the next break and uh you know, first thing as as we go into this next break, uh, one thing I wanna point out is that this shooting news weekly has uh is six weeks old and it has moved from Zero on day one, January 4th, day one, when they had, I think, like four articles up to where now they have an archive. They are to have a shot show underneath their belt. They've gone out. They are known. They're moving things around. Uh, the guy, Jim Shepard, that uh, started all this, this guy is a media savvy veteran. He knows how to make it play. This is going to be something big. If you want to follow what goes on in the gun culture, this is probably your best bet on a daily basis on a breaking news basis this is probably your best bet just because well they 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 took all the good elements of one place i used to go to and brought it with them and it just works we'll be right back this is lock and load
5: I need to file my tax return right the first time. How can I be sure to do that? Doing your taxes yourself? Using e-file is the best way to file an accurate tax return. Mistakes can delay your refund, so spend an extra few minutes making sure you can file an accurate return the first time around. Avoid common errors by spelling all names correctly and using correct social security numbers. Double-check your bank account numbers for direct deposit and double-check your math, too. Oh, yeah, don't forget to sign and date your return.
3: time on The Firing Line, this is Lock and Low talking to Dan Zimmerman. And as we go away, let's let's talk about this, the anti-gun, anti-gun export charade. Tell me about this.
4: Yeah, back in October, at the end of October, uh, the Biden administration, which looks for every way it possibly can to harm the firearm industry in America and the people who patronize it. Um, announced a 90-day pause on small arms exports, um, allegedly to reassess policies and make sure that um, uh, there are adequate controls um, in place. Uh, to, and as I said, quote, to further assess current firearm export control review policies to determine whether any changes are warranted to advance U.S. national security and foreign policy interests as if gun companies in this country can just willy-nilly sell to anybody they want and, and ship to any country around the world. There are dozens, probably scores, of laws and controls um, in place uh, operated by the Commerce Department, State Department, the Defense Department um, that govern the export of Firearm of arms sales, uh, including small arms, to countries all over the world when they take into, into account all sorts of aspects like um, human rights and whether we're selling certain technologies to countries that, um, you know, that might, uh, uh, might turn around using against us. In, in, in other words, this was all a charade. All the Biden administration, again, the most anti gun group ever to occupy the White House. What he was trying to do here was to create a, uh, to hurt the the American gun industry, an industry that he named as, quote unquote, the enemy when he took office. Um. Anyway, this was, uh, I think it was October 30th, that he's going to um, to put in place a 90-day pause on these kinds of exports. Uh, well, it's ninety days later, and there's, there appears to be no end to this in sight, and that's exactly what people who were watching this uh, were afraid of. So, Congress is getting involved now, and they're trying to hold um, people on the hot seat and trying to um, uh, trying to force force them to. Uh, to put, this, uh, put an end to this charade. Because, I mean, look, this, this, this doesn't hurt anyone except America's gun makers. Other countries that want to buy small arms, don't have to buy from the U.S. We're the biggest, we're the best, but there's all kinds of other places you can buy guns if you want to. You can buy from Brazil, you can buy from Russia, you can buy from China, you can buy from Turkey. Um, they're all more than happy to sell, those guns, sell small arms and a lot of people that we would never be, uh, who we probably wouldn't be able to sell to are more than happy to buy from, them. Uh, and those company countries are more than happy to sell to people we would never sell to. Um, uh, so all the Biden administration is doing here is putting in, uh, up a stop to its anti, anti gun, uh, base, um, which, uh, They've been big supporters of Biden in his re-election effort um, and uh, they can say look here there's yet another way we've uh, hurt the gun industry in America
3: well with I, you know the the thing about it, it's the the way they pursue gun control all the little things they do especially Biden all his little things he does he, it's almost uh like it's Childish because the stuff they do, they know it's not going to last. They know it's not going to be one of those things that's going to be that is sustainable. And at the yeah. same time, they do it almost out of spite. Like, well, we may not. This may not be able to last forever, but it will cause. You know, we'll get what we want for for ninety days.
4: Right, and the, but the problem what to worry about is this. Maybe even go on longer. Yeah. Probably will. But as uh, I said, I mean, this is strictly. Um, a, uh, a gift to partisan gun control activists. Uh, uh, we're paying them for their support. Um, and they can uh, hold us up and say, look, hey, we're, we're doing what uh, you helped elect us to do. Uh, we put in place things like the uh, frame and receiver rule, the uh, the pistol brace rule. Um, we've uh Put in a zero tolerance policy to FFLs. We're re- revoking more federal firearms license licenses um, than ever before in history. We're continuing to do that at record pace, and now we're making it harder for gun control or for gun uh, manufacturers to uh, to sell their products outside the U.S.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, I. Um... I'm of two minds about that and I, I I would love to know your opinion about this as far as gun gun uh, what it's doing to, to, to gun companies. how much how, do we know any figures about exports that these gun companies are doing? Don't?
4: Those, those figures exist I don't know them uh, but the NSSF certainly has that and publishes those numbers. I'm just I don't have those at my fingertips.
3: Well, I, I mean, doesn't Glock still maintain an operation in Austria?
4: Uh, yeah, they certainly do. And sure, they can Does sell SIG there.
3: still have a European operation going on too?
4: I'm not so sure what what SIG still has there. Yeah, um, but obviously CZs. CZ I mean, is CZ's there. CZ yeah. over there. Yeah, uh, uh, FN, HK. Uh, you know, there's yeah, there's all kinds of ways around this kind of thing. Um. Uh, Taurus obviously is still based in Brazil. They manufacture guns here, but most of their guns are made in Brazil. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of ways around it. So, but, uh, so, uh, so it what they're really, really doing is hurting American workers, right? And American
3: companies, right? That that part I can see. I do see that quite easily. I just, I when I, when I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in practical effects, what this has, uh, I, and I just wish. Once in a while, we would do a couple of uh, deep dives into this stuff and, and look at this and say, "Well, it doesn't really affect anything except the American worker, which is huge, right?" Even the Bud Light thing. Most of the people that are, were most affected by the Bud Light thing were not, was not Budweiser; it was the people delivering Budweiser.
4: Yeah, and distributing. Yeah, distributing.
3: Yeah, the distributors, yeah. yeah. distributor. I yeah. mean, th- those route guys—they, you know—they get paid on commission and they have to sell the stuff and. Bud light losing bud lights a little bit like losing uh you know being a I don't know think of somebody's got their market cornered in a particular uh in any particular field and saying oh well we' you're taking away our, our our market cornering uh our market cornering product from us and, and we're supposed to still maintain things where they were
4: so yeah it hurt uh, so all this all this to do and i I don't know to do to what extent it has cut production in the U.S., right. um, but uh, you have to believe it's well, some portion, obviously. But they still say that we
3: have, what is it, 50 months now, we've had uh, gun sales of more than a million.
4: Yeah, domestic gun sales. Oh, domestic so gun sales. Domestic gun sales. So isn't that pretty good? <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, these these co- company like... Um, uh, Oh, I don't know, Smith and Wesson, which right. has all of its production here. Right. You know, they produced they produced a certain percentage for the domestic market and a smaller percentage for export right. uh, and sales outside the US. Obviously they haven't been able to do that for the last three months. Right. I don't know how much longer that's gonna last. So it's gotta hurt them in some way.
3: Well, I, you know, I, I just I, I just look at that and I just wonder how much of that is so they can say they're doing something. Versus what oh, it actually does, it. yeah. It, yeah it, it's, it's all it's payback. all, it's, all it? it's
4: partisan payback.
3: Yeah, it's it's pa- it's pandering to a, to the base, isn't it?
4: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Almost amusing in some ways. Almost amusing in some
4: ways. Sort of sad yeah, it in didn't some hurt ways. Real people. Yeah. As much as it did.
3: But that's Joe Biden because everything he turns around and does hurts real people. This uh, first of all, thanks very much for joining me today, sir.
4: Thanks for having me.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, shootingnewsweekly.com put it in your bookmarks and go check it out Uh, because that's where everything, that's where you're going to find the latest and the greatest. I'll be back in about 21 hours between now and then remember this, it has never been about gun control, not once, not ever. It has been and it's always going to be about total control always this has been Lock and Load
6: dot com GCNfood.com.